Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Is Jari going to miss? Because he's just, yeah. I mean, he's just not going to miss when the opportunity is there. But I think he has just missed, yeah. Um, Diaz Acosta opening up this angle with the back and cross for him. And he gets the job done. Six match points. Uh, there's a lot of crying in the in the Diaz Acosta box even. I see that the coach is, basically has tears in his eyes. Obviously for Faku it's also amazing. And yeah, he gets the job done. 6-3, 6-4. Not broken in the final. What a week. I mean, he didn't drop a set even. The entire week. So uh, that kind of already tells you how strong this one was. How is he going to you know, sort of perform after this? Who the hell knows? Is he going to be another one of these random golden swing winners like Juan Manuel Serundolo, like, I don't know, Juan Ignacio Londero, who didn't really follow up the runs? Hopefully not. And um, as I said, for Diaz Acosta, he still has like two more months of basically not defending any points. Right now, he's going to be at 59 in the rankings. So uh, there's still a lot of potential for him to rise in the next two months. And then we'll see how he survives all the challenger points that will be falling for him. Diaz Acosta will obviously be now in Rio and will be in uh, Santiago as well. So um, there's a lot of opportunities for him to still follow this up during the Golden Swing. After that, he's going to get his main tour opportunities. Who knows? Maybe he's going. Who knows? Maybe he's going to be in like Astoria or something. Last year, he actually played the Green Clay Swing in the States and was really good there. But of course, this year, I'm assuming that the Green Clay Challengers will not be part of his schedule. Maybe Houston, though, because, you know, he was good on hard true. He was good on synthetic clay. Maybe that's what he's going to be going for. But, um, yeah, eventually, uh, that's that's the match. And Facundo Diaz Acosta gets the biggest win of his career, gets the most exciting day of his career, win of his career. And... Uh, that's a, that's the win. I mean, did Jari do anything horrible here? Well, 
he definitely missed these couple of random shots at the 3-6-3-4 breakpoints. That's something that he surely could have done much better. And also, um, just in general, that second set looking a little deflated, right, for a large part of it. But I guess uh, a big part of this, this win is also how in the last couple of games, like Jari really wouldn't miss. So he has that in him, right? If he played like this in the um, first few games of the second set, for example, we maybe don't even get there. But anyway, it's it's not really the story to focus on here, right? I mean, it's just Diaz Acosta um, not dropping a set to get his maiden title. This is his moment. This is the, the time to focus on him, if you may. And basically... Uh, let's just let's just say that I mean the first set from him was just a masterpiece. This was how he played against Fede Coria as well in the semifinals, and um, and yeah, uh, this was this was essentially again him playing with that superb mental composure, getting all the spot serving right, getting all the spin uh, spin heavy deep shots to keep Jari behind. And then also taking these opportunities when they showed up. I mean, what the hell was that set? And also the returns that he broke with right at the beginning of the second. After that, obviously a big fat mess. But that's how a maiden title sometimes has to be. Hello, John Sill. Can you can you see or hear me? Yes, I can see and hear you. Oh dear, double trouble. Ah, uh, that was a. I think the last game kind of made the final. Yeah, I, I get that. Totally. Uh, I mean, they this... had a lot of drama, six championship points, I think it was. Uh, and of course, you also had the 40 love to juice thing as well. And yeah, yeah Jerry wasn't going to go away easily. But uh, listen, a deserved winner. But did did uh, Fakul, did he win it or did Jerry lose it? Or maybe a bit of both? I mean, I can't really say that Jerry lost it because in the last game he was really like, yeah, went into that lockdown mode. He was not missing. He was not willing to like give the match away on a mistake. I wish, you know, for the match, for the drama of it, that he started playing like this a bit earlier, maybe, than the last game. Yeah. But for yeah. that reason, I can't really say that Jerry gave it away because in the last game he was really like fighting and making Diaz Acosta win it. Uh, obviously, he had that one breakpoint where he misses a return. But, you know, it's still a return. It's not like the breakpoints at 3-4, which were definitely a bit more... Um, yeah, for that, for them, he was a bit more to blame, let's say that. Yeah, right. By the way, I can see that the caption, Jerry has been possessed by Cashin, is still on the screen, yeah. uh, which is quite funny. Um, yeah, I clicked it and yeah. I forgot about it, but... Um... Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. I, I was laughing at Pedro um, Cachin catching some strays here. I don't know if you, you know, why you mentioned him, but I can probably deduce it. Yeah, but also, what was I going to say? Um, what was, is Jerry's backhand return normally an issue? Or is his backhand normally an issue full stop? It just seemed to be something today that, that at least, at least uh, to the naked eye, it seemed like it, it was an issue. Yeah, I mean, usually it's a little more solid than it was today, I think. Um, he actually, when you, you were mentioning something about lefties, I don't think you were listening to us probably, but earlier Gene no, was also, that. yeah, yeah, Gene was also asking about that and we were talking about like his record against lefties and it's actually pretty good. Like on the ATP Tour, okay. on clay, it's 12 and 3. Um, so okay. yeah, I mean, 18-8, 18, 18, I think overall on all surfaces. So it's actually pretty good. 
Um, and in general, yesterday when we had that watch along for Alcaraz Jari, we were talking about it with Vanj that his backhand might actually be the strong, the you know, his stronger shot. So it was definitely a little more erratic than uh, usual today. Obviously, the Jari game is actually, you know, in, in sort of in its basis, it, it's it's going to be erratic. If you're playing like this, it's going to be erratic. But in that last game, he showed that he also has that more, uh, you know, safer mode, right? And it was really good. Like he was still hitting big shots, but he was just making everything yeah the other thing that i felt but sometimes our feelings can deceive us is during the first set i was thinking to myself about the differences in the match with alcaraz for jari that is and just thinking oh today he's the he's the one who's got to take the initiative he's the one who's maybe the the expectation is on him as the slight favorite as somebody who has the experience of, of winning titles in the past and it's up to you now to sort of to win this match, if you like. Whereas yesterday, all of that was on the on the racket of Alcaraz, and I guess that dynamic was was very different. Whether that played a part or not, well, maybe maybe Nico himself will, will say something in the press conference. The other thing I was thinking towards the end of the match, one the when there was some break points that came and went for Diasa Costa, uh, you know, I think he had three break points: one at fifteen forty to get the double break, and another one at thirty forty. And I was, and yeah. the crowd were really starting to sense the title was probably going to come home, if you like. And I was starting to think, I think right now, maybe for the first time this week, being a home favourite, if you like, or a home, you know, someone who, who they want to win and the support might get to Diaz Acosta. I thought, because I just thought from the human side that actually that's an amazing thing to have, especially when you're behind on the scoreboard and the, the cheering is coming on and come on, mate, you know, bring yourself back if you can. But when you're on, uh, in front and you've had three great points come and go, I was starting to think to myself, oh, maybe now it's like, oh, I'm, I could be winning this tournament. And I always think of Baghdadis having the same mental thought when he's up a set and I think he has a break point or maybe even a set point on Federer in 2006. And he, he actually admitted, he said, I started to think about you know, winning, the, winning the title at that point. And that's when he lost it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I mean, um, this is pretty much what Jari had to face in Santiago last year, right? And um, yeah, I think it can add to the pressure for yeah. sure. Maybe it's a little different yeah. for Diaz Acosta. Like, I think for Diaz Acosta, it's still probably more important to just claim that first title. Like, I think regardless okay. of where he was playing it, there would be some nerves at the end. Jari was probably a, bitter, a, a little different because he already had a title, right? So probably that Santiago one was like, I really want to win at home. For Diaz Acosta, I would assume that more important was just the fact that, yeah, he was playing for his first title and also, yeah, just how magical that week was and, like, you know, how he was never really considered one of the main favorites to, to claim it, obviously. But he actually am managed I, to be in the final, managed to be in the semis. Am I right in thinking that uh, Jari had those three break points at the beginning of the match but then didn't get another break point until... Not until 3-6, 3-4, yeah. 
Yeah, right. Three four exactly. Yeah, three six three four. And so three, he went four, all that he had time. This, like two random errors it and yeah, four five was the was the back and return he misses. Yeah. So. Yeah, right. Um and so that seemed like a long time to go. When you get with them so early in the match, I wonder if Jerry might have thought, well, was he a bit passive on those three points? I'm just trying to remember uh, those three break points he had in the opening game. Sorry, come again. I just wasn't, I just, those three break points as a viewer kind of came and went in a way. I don't remember them with great clarity. Uh, I was just wondering if, if no, no, I remember it more or less. Yeah. Okay. What, what, was he passive on those three points? Um, it was like a neutral rally on both of them, uh, the the three four the three four game. But um, technically, like I can't really say he was too passive. Yeah, I just wonder as well though if, if you. I mean, when I was watching it, I was thinking, no big deal. You'll get more break points in the next couple of games. You'll probably win the first set, and you go on and win the title. So, <laughs> you know how how wrong and, and and those break points came and went, and that was it. That was it for Javi until, as you say. Three, four, and then again at four, five. But um, hey, listen, uh, did you did you see this the Asa Costa sort of level? You know, in the last year or two, or in the last few months. I mean, I saw um, Ben Rothenberg tweeting that that uh, Taylor Fritz was really gushing uh, uh, about him um, uh, in Australia after I think Fritz beat him there, uh, and just saying that he's you know he's he's up, you know he's up and coming and he's got a he's got a very top level coming. I mean, did you see this? Um, I mean, last few months, definitely not. But Diaz Acosta had this patch in the spring of last year when he won three challengers and uh, basically in like six, I think, was in four finals. And um, yeah, that was definitely his strongest moment of last season. That was when he got to the top 100. Um, last year, you know, at the beginning of the season, I remember actually being like one of the bigger believers in him. But obviously not. I, I didn't really think that a year later he was going to have an ATP Tour title. Uh, but when he was ranked at like 200 uh, and he had that big match against Nori, I remember thinking that like he should be in the top 100 very soon. But um, yeah, after the spring of last year, he kind of, um, let's say towards the end of the season, the hype and the excitement coming from his results from his play kind of died down. He had some early main tour opportunities, but yeah, they were they were on hard courts. Uh, they were on hard courts, uh, so like he picked up a win in Winston Salem. He picked, he almost beats Fritz, yeah, the Australian Open. Uh, but you know there wasn't anything too crazy to be excited about for sure. So uh, he definitely has sort of restarted the expectations and the hype with the Golden Swing, I would say, yeah. And now, of course, he's going to head to Rio, play Stamba Brinko, and go out in the first round, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's what that's he's going to do. That's and, the and... tennis. That's the tennis mm -hmm. tradition, in a way. That's tennis tradition to win a tournament. That you have to play Stan Wawrinka in the opening round? No, no, no. But you go out for you, you win. You win a two fifty on the eve of the Australian Open, and then you're you're out of the Australian Open forty eight hours later. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, Karolina Pliskova, Cluj, and Doha recently. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a slight exception, of course. But um, but yeah. Normally, you, normally you sort of. In English, we say after the Lord Mayor show, but there's also probably a, a physical element as well of, of playing all these matches back to back. And then, but listen, he's got 48 hours to recuperate. And oh, maybe he can do the golden double. But I've actually gone for uh, Thiago Sabotville to win in Rio. Uh, not that he's necessarily shown any form to do so. Win but the there title? We go. 
Yeah, I just I just didn't want to pick Alcaraz. I didn't want to pick Alcaraz, so I just went for someone else. And okay. I thought Jessica Costa um, and Chari are in today's final, so I thought... Sabovic is someone else. That I can give you. He is, he is someone else. <laughs> and his, his draw is okay. He's in the opposite half to Carlos. Uh, his first two rounds look very winnable to me. So then he's in the quarters and then beyond there, who knows? And and the thing is, if he, if his mind is on the on the game, if his mind is focused and he's okay, then he could be a threat. And why not be a threat at home? Uh, sorry, I, I know I'm a little like out of it, but uh, basically I, I made this one. No, never mind. I made this one mistake on. and I'm fixing it now. But uh, oh, basically, okay. yeah. Uh, what were you trying to say? Sorry, because I... I was just saying, I was just saying that why not? If his mind is on it, if he's focused and his mind is on the game, then uh, then why not? And what, if he can't be focused in Rio, where can he be focused? Ah, Sabovid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I think I said during the broadcast that the winner of Sabovid Tabilo should have a pretty good chance for the semis to me. Exactly, exactly. I don't really it's buy his, him winning the title because of Alcaraz, but if Alcaraz is not around. And, and yeah, as you said, I mean, he, he, he hasn't done anything in recent months. Like, he, no. he really needs a big run. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he is kind of due a big run. Yeah, I think I've had bigger runs than Sabovid lately, actually. Uh, but anyway... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I went. I went for a run in the park the other day. Uh, okay, listen, uh, let's uh, let's bring this to a close. Uh, I think I've just seen a WhatsApp from Vanch about maybe doing a, a watch along for tomorrow, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, that is uh, this week done. I'm flying to Rio first thing in the morning, so of course lots of stuff coming from there. Delray Beach, in terms of miles, unfortunately, has come to a premature end, at least in terms of his experience because of the the, the rain delay and all the rest of it until tomorrow. And uh, yeah, congratulations to Baku, as they were calling him in the, in the crowd, um, not to be confused with another English expression, which means go away or, or, um, or, or you're, a, you're a bad person. Uh, um, and I see Gabriella Sabatini giving him a big hug. Uh, she's been here basically all week, uh, waving to the crowd and enjoying things. So that's cool. And uh, yeah, we can wrap things up and uh, plenty of content. Of course, we'll have the press conferences. I'll be recording them and and just for those who are still with us right now, who are thinking, oh, these press conferences are in Spanish, YouTube offer a, a reasonable translation option where you just have to click the cog. This is me talking to the audience rather than you necessarily, Damien, but you just click the cog, then you click uh, auto trans or translate or, or those subtitles in Spanish, then you click the cog again and you click the language of your choice. So uh, most people have been sort of tuning in for them and trying to figure out what they're being said, but um. Yeah, fingers crossed uh, people can work it out and uh, that's that. All right, listen, Ghosty, thanks for tuning in. Ashley too and many others. And uh, I can click end show if you want, Damien, or do you want to do it? I, you know, whatever, really. I'll, I'll click end. And I'll... That much. No, it doesn't. All right, uh, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, Ghosty says Argentinian Spanish sounds Italian to him, so I'm guessing that's mm. a compliment or, or positive. Um, because it's like anyway, more, you know, there's more energy, maybe even. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, and maybe Ghost that's is, the reason. Ghost is, Ghost is annoyed about some kind of anti Tommy Paul agenda, which we'll address some other yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, and, maybe uh, I pissed okay. him off when I said that uh, Delray Beach is the most boring event I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I actually heard that. Yeah. I think you said that at the beginning of the match. Yeah. Because I think which you I said. Still, I given... still, you know, I, I, I definitely second that. Uh, Buenos Aires is just so, was just so much more thrilling. 
the other thing is with with Delray Beach is it comes immediately after Dallas and it's basically the same draw, the same two. It's two fifty. If Delray Beach was first and then Dallas was second, we might be saying the same about Dallas. Um, but anyway, uh, look, no, no, I, both both events were incredibly boring in my opinion. Like it's literally yeah. U.S. national championships in a way. And I don't know, there, there's no novelty in a match of Tiafo and Paul, uh, or, you know, Fritz and Paul to me, like... Uh... Ghosty's hitting unsubscribe as we speak. Right, uh, <laughs> on, that bo- on, that, on that bombshell, I'll uh, speak to you all very soon, and I'm going to click end show. So, yeah, like, subscribe, and all that other jazz, and uh, plenty more content to come from Buenos Aires. Um, so, yeah, speak to you soon. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.